Hello, and welcome to the Context Podcast, sponsored by Geist Interactive. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. With me today is the founder and CEO of Geist Interactive, Todd Geist. Hello, Mr. Geist. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's it's Todd, right? It's Todd, yeah. 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 Okay. I don't think well, anybody calls you Mr. Geist. Mr. Geist. Yeah. They call us Geist, but they not, not, yeah. not Mr. <laughs> <laughs> so, Todd, I, I, before we uh, get into the meat of this, I, I just want to ask about you a little bit. You're fairly well known in the FileMaker community. I would say you're pretty well known. Um, you've spoken for at least 10 or 11 DevCons. Is that right? Uh, it's probably closer to 20, actually. 20, yeah, okay. 20. <laughs> I have that number somewhere. I yeah. can't find it. So I have some questions for you, um, some personal ones right off the bat, okay. all right? How many hours a day do you think you spend inside of FileMaker? Oh, gosh. I don't know. That that varies a lot. Um, and it's actually probably less now than, than, it, than it used to be because I'm doing so much in, in sort of running the business of Geist Interactive now. Um, but there were... Um, yeah, so it would be really hard to say. Some days it's you know probably probably far more than my wife would be happy to know about, <laughs> but uh, a lot. And certainly, you know, um, over the years, uh, I would spend days and days in it memorizing how every single function worked and playing with every single calc function, every single script step, and all that stuff until I until I really knew and understood uh, understood how all the pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you spend some time in FileMaker. What do you do when you're not at work, when you're not running Geist Interactive? What's your daily ritual like? Um, so I, I get up pretty early. I'm, a, I'm definitely a morning person. Um, so I get up between 4 and 4.30 and uh, I meditate for half an hour. I, I do quite a bit of meditation practice both daily and then throughout the year I go on long lo- longer meditation retreats that can be as many as seven days. So I do that. Um, then, uh, then we go to the gym. Uh, that's usually forty to forty-five minutes, and then come home and uh, you know clean up and, and get to work. So I'm usually working uh, uh, by about seven thirty, and um, you know cut off some time in the late afternoon. I I, I see you online at five in the morning sometimes. So yeah, I, I, I might, I, I, I might pop on and check <laughs> email or clear out some mail or something, but, but, um, I, I definitely, I've definitely found that there, that, that getting the meditation in and the gym in mm-hmm. early in the morning is, is just helpful in terms of making me more productive uh, for the rest of the day. And sometimes I'll work, I'll work uh, at night too. I, I, sometimes I'll knock off a couple of couple of hours before bed um but uh so yeah it can it kind of ranges you know we're lucky enough uh to be a distributed company virtual company so we're everybody at guys interactive is 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 in their home office and there's some good things and and bad things about that and it just takes you know kind of some practice and learning what works for you and and for me uh i definitely want to have a little bit of structure of getting getting my meditation in getting my gym workout in and then you know, see how the day goes from there. This episode is brought to you by Widget Studio. Widget Studio is our professional developer tool that allows you to find or create, customize, and then deploy a royalty-free widget into your custom app. I'll tell you folks, I've been working with JavaScript for quite a few years now, and I've tried every method of integrating JavaScript into a FileMaker custom app. Widget Studio is by far the easiest way to do that. There are a lot of widgets available for use, but I can use the tool to create my own. Widget Studio also gives a great way to customize the widgets that you can find. But what I like about Widget Studio the most is its deployment methods. The one I use the most is called the scripted export, where I press one button and Widget Studio generates a script for me, copies it to the clipboard so that I can paste it into my custom app. I encourage you to check out Widget Studio, download the demo, and give it a try. Widget Studio, find or create, customize, deploy. 
This is our very first podcast. We get to talk about FileMaker and we get to talk beyond FileMaker. Does that mean I get to talk about JavaScript sometimes? <laughs> yeah, JavaScript is FileMaker though. It's yeah. the FileMaker. <laughs> really? Are you sure about that? I'm sure about it. <laughs> what else do you envision us talking about in, in future episodes? So um, I, I think the, the, the nature of what we do and the problems that we're solving, the, the sort of the core problems that we're, that we're solving today are, are relatively unchanged from the way, from what we were doing, say, 20 years ago, 25 years ago when I started doing this. So, you know, the goals were the same, it was automate business processes, take them from manual and paper-based pro processes to, um, to some kind of system where we could find, search, share data, um, uh, do logic on data, those kinds of things. So th that, those core objectives are, are still there, but the context um, under which those, those tasks have to be carried out is very different than it was back then. And it's changing, changing quite rapidly. So we're definitely, I, I think one of the points that, that we're going to, um, we're going to try to cover here is, is, uh, is sort of, you know, what, what is the context of whatever problem we're trying to solve? Um, uh, because I think that there's, uh, there's just so much available out there in the, in the wider world. And also you have to take into things, into consideration, things about like, what's, what, what's the size of the organization that you're working with to solve this problem? Is it a, is it a couple people? Is it a large company? And all of these things dictate, uh, may dictate different, uh, that you take different approaches to how you solve a given problem. So um, that's the idea behind the word context. And it also clearly has a FileMaker meaning, mm -hmm. which, uh, which, which we, we're going to discuss, um, I'm sure. And, uh, but it can also expand all the way out to, to cover pretty much any, anything that the workplace innovation platform is, is, is designed to solve. I think that's actually a nice, um, well, maybe one of the defining characteristics of a workplace innovation platform is it it has to function within the context of uh, of the business of the organization that's using it. It can't it can't just exist in a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so so yeah, so that's, that's the context. You and me were deciding on names for this podcast and we had a lot of different possibilities. We didn't have a thousand names from which to pick, but <laughs> this name really seemed to stand out. Um, when I first heard it though, I was thinking, well, you know, you and I talk about that word a lot in our conversations when you remind me that not everything should be JavaScript. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I always have to make sure we're fitting the right, fitting the problem to the, or fitting the solution to the problem. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but no, I think you know I think um, coming from a filemaker background, of course now we're now we're now we work with Claris, and Claris has two couple of products, or will have another product soon. And filemaker is just one of those. But but the word context has a specific meaning inside of the filemaker ecosystem, inside of the filemaker space that I think is is actually uh, well, it's it's essential to understanding how filemaker works. Um, and I think you can you can kind of build on that concept of context all the way out to the areas that, that I just discussed. Um, so we, we may talk, sometimes we may talk about a particular function or a, a couple functions and decide which one is the best in a certain context. Right, we, exactly, yeah. We might, we might talk about JavaScript in the way that it solves a particular problem in that context that's better than other possible ways right right and it's it's you you can't really pick a technical solution to a to a problem um, without context right there, there are other things there's always other issues at play um, it's it, it it's it's very hard to take any of these things in complete isolation now you can get down you know very granular and talk about how a particular function like say um, I don't know get as text works um, something like that and you know there's May not be much context there, but but for some functions, you know, whether you use them or not, could be a lot of context you want to think about in terms of should I use this function or not. Um, you know, some of the new ones like while is is a really good one, um, but there may be certain contexts where it's the right decision, and certain contexts where it isn't. Well, will we talk about when FileMaker is the right context and when it is not? It's when always it the right. It's, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. No. There. Are, I mean, there are certainly. You know, there are things. I mean, I don't think we run across it very much, but 
I mean, you're not going to build Amazon's website on top of on top of FileMaker, right? I mean, that's the 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 context there just is 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 puts it puts it outside of the realm of something you would try to solve with FileMaker. And there are there are lots of those of those types of cases, but I think in general, especially when talking about the workplace innovation platform and where we're focused, there there isn't much that we can't reach in some form or another, right? There isn't there isn't there aren't too many problems that are way outside the context of what uh, of what we can do with FileMaker. So, um, you know, it may be that we change how we how we interact with it or how we use it. Like for example, if if you're doing something with with say IoT, uh, um, and you're collecting sensor data from thousands and thousands of sensors, thousands and thousands of times a day, um, that that data might just get there. Might be so much of it that it, it, it's not it's not very useful to have it inside of a FileMaker database. Hmm. That doesn't mean that you won't be able to interact with that data from FileMaker because of all the tools that we have, JavaScript and insert from URL or other things that we can do to maybe get aggregate data or, partic- or pick out particular p- parts of that data. We just might not store all of that data within FileMaker because there's better ways to do it. So um, it's... I think that's an important part of the workplace innovation platform is it really needs to, uh, um, it, 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 it really needs to solve a broad swath of problems. Well, um, and that, that means for some cases, it, it's some very specific problems. It, it may not be the solution, but it, for, for most of the problems that the businesses that we work with, um, come across, it, it's a great solution to start so when you say there's nothing we can't do with FileMaker, you're not saying that the the application we have on our computers is all powerful. It's the fact that we can connect anywhere. And now with Claris Connect coming to us, that connection is even easier for for anybody to set up, right? Yeah, I mean it's it takes um, it takes the first couple of levels of difficulty out of doing integrations and makes them really easy. So um, it's a critical part of solving problems today is how do you do integrations? I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine a significant, valuable business system that doesn't interact with anything at all anymore. I mean, th- th- those things exist. I'm sure they do. But the, just the, the percentage of those that are just not talking to other things is just rapidly decreasing. So, so the ability to have things other things talk to our FileMaker apps and for our FileMaker apps to talk to other things is just becoming essential. And Claris Connect will, will be a huge step forward in making that easy for folks. Easy. I know in, in the last month here, I've connected to Merriam-Webster. I've connected to a dictionary called WordNick. I've connected to EasyPost. Here at Geist Interactive, we've connected to FreightView. I mean, it, it's... It's amazing how many different things I'm connecting to. And I joke once in a while that it's easy. It's easy. It's like I can do it in my sleep. But it looks like Claris Connect is going to help us make that even easier. Yeah, I think I think the thing, the way to think about it is, yeah, the, these things aren't challenging. Like once you've, I shouldn't say they're not challenging because certainly if you haven't done them, you know, it's like anything learning when when you when you haven't done something, it, it, it seems unknowable and, and, un, and not understandable. And then after you do it a few times, it, it, it becomes easier and easier and then it becomes tedious. And I think that, <laughs> I think that's where, what, what happens with integrations. Cause you end up doing a lot of boilerplate, you end up doing a lot of the same thing over and over and over again. And these, these things aren't, they aren't really valuable. I mean, that making the connection is important, but um, having to do it by hand, um, all the, doing all the parts of it by hand and then maintaining the connection and, uh, making sure that it continues to work um, is is just it just is it's it's not the valuable part of what we're doing right it's just it's just connecting the two systems it's not it's not what we're going to do with the data on both sides which is probably the valuable part of what we're going to do so it's really the boilerplate or just the low level infrastructure that um, uh, that is just kind of pain it's just kind of annoying to do once you figure it out at first it's maybe fun and a challenge. But then it just becomes like it becomes a little bit tedious, and then it's you just you, you you wish you had time to spend on doing the the truly custom part of whatever integration you're you're doing, right? So 
it's um, the, the way to think about it is, is what's one of the ways in which the cloud has changed things is it, it, it removes, it takes problems that used to belong to the application developer, like, you know, connecting to, let's say Microsoft graph. So you can send HTML mail through, through office 365, right? It takes that problem out of the programmer's hands and it puts it into, um, into the infrastructure itself. So instead of being something that you have to, you have to build, it's just something that you use. And, and that's awesome, right? So all there's just a whole class of problems that um, aren't, once they're figured out, you know, you don't really want to spend your career just redoing that, right? You just wanted that to become something that you just use. And so Claris Connect is, is that in a lot of ways. It becomes, it's just, you just get to use the connection. You don't have to build it. You know, you don't even have to, so you get to skip the part of figuring it out, which can be maybe maybe fun and challenging for some folks and, and, and certainly was for me to figure out the stuff initially, but you can skip that and just get to use the feature. Like for example, you know, uh, example I just brought up sending HTML mail through, through Office 365 is really simple in Claris Connect. And it's just not if you have to do it all yourself. That's interesting because people are asking on the forums and I, I see feature requests for an HTML email feature in FileMaker. And it sounds like with Claris Connect, they're answering the question, they're answering the, the, the feature, they're providing the feature, but they're providing so much more than that because it doesn't connect to just one thing. It's not one feature, it's a thousand features, right? It's a thousand different connections. Yeah, and I think so. Uh Yes, that's very true. But I think there's actually a, um, a couple of other, maybe more subtle points to make about that in terms of, like, let's take HTML mail, for, for example. Um, so, HT, so, so, you know, sending mail was something we'd done in FileMaker for, for 20 years. And in the early days of email marketing, there were a lot of FileMaker solutions that were based that would do email, mar email marketing, right? Email campaigns, basically. Um, and what happened is spam. And so spam came along and, and just basically destroyed that business. Um, because you, there just was, you wouldn't be allowed to send a thousand messages, right? All your, every, every ISP that was doing handling your mail, would just simply blacklist you immediately if you did that. And so for a while we would do things like throttling where we would send, you know, I remember having a system where we would. We would send 25 messages at a, at a time, like every, you know, two or three minutes, to try to get around these these uh, these get get around the get around these these issues. Um, and then, so you, you got that problem. And then you have well, HTML mail. Um, it actually has to be constructed to work well within a mobile device and within. Um, you definitely want it to be mobile. It needs to be responsive. You might want to track openings. You want to handle bounces, right? So. So email becomes what we used to just think of as sending mail. It's actually quite a bit more complex to do it in a way that you'd want it done today, right? You just, it's not just about sending the HTML mail. It's probably also about making sure that it's, you're handling the bounces, making sure that it's getting delivered, making sure that it's responsive and looks good inside of a, inside of a mobile email client. So those things didn't matter 25 years ago. There was no mobile. There was no responsive design. None of that stuff mattered, right? It matters now. So what you get when you connect to the cloud is, um, is you get the ability to deal with those those uh, all those issues, depending on how you choose to solve it, whether you're sending through Office 365. Um, that will work for many things. But if you're going to be sending out lots of messages, you probably want to use something like SendGrid or, or, um, or Constant Contact or, well, uh, we, we, uh, th this is actually a big topic and we could spend hours on it. Maybe we should have a whole, a whole podcast on it at some point in the future. But my main point is that there are solutions out there that we can integrate with using, using FileMaker with, or, um, with even today without Claris Connect that will solve all these problems for you and do it way faster and easier than, than you can. And then Claris Connect's gonna come along and make it even easier for you to do it. So as for right now, it probably takes a fairly advanced FileMaker developer to pull that off the first time. Once Claris Connect hits, it's it's gonna be not hard. And 
honestly, from a practical level too, it frees up the FileMaker team to focus on something else. That's right. right. They don't they don't need to spend their time. We we know the engineers, we appreciate their hard work. We don't want them to waste time on something that's already done better and faster. Yeah. In Office 365 or Centigrade, right? Exactly right. There's there's no benefit for FileMaker to spend those resources um, on those things. They should be spending resources on on like all the cool stuff that we saw we saw at this year's DevCon. Um, that that's 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 what we want them to be doing. We don't want them to be solving problems that are solved, right? Uh, that's how we're going to produce the most value for our customers uh, is is if they do that, and we can concentrate on that as well. Well, let's uh, talk about DevCon. Sure. Uh, FileMaker DevCon 2019 was here in Orlando. Um, I live here in Orlando and joked that I moved here as soon as they announced yeah. the location. So, in fact, my house is on the market right now, and I'm looking for a place in Nashville. <laughs> um, <laughs> DevCon was was this year was really exciting, um, but one word that you and I kept bringing up was it was disruptive. Yeah. Uh, tell us, tell in your words, in your mind, what was disruptive about it? Well, I think, you know, one thing we should say about it is, is it was the last DevCon and that's yeah. probably appropriate, right? What's going to be Claris Engage next year, which, which I think is an awesome name. And I'm super excited for that, for seeing that in Nashville. Um, but, um, you know, by the way, we, yeah. we are the last FileMaker DevCon award winner community uh, not community innovative award winner <laughs> yeah, all, all, all of the award winners this year were the last the last award winners but yeah we'll have, i'm sure filemaker or claris will do awards and engage and stuff and hopefully we'll be lucky enough to 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 to, to win some more of those in the future but for now we have the last one so yay yay us <laughs> um the um so the last DevCon, and it's such a we should, should that's such a that's such a great name for something. Should maybe I should write a blog post. Maybe the last DevCon. Um, I, I think what we saw was, uh, you know, I wrote a blog post when eighteen shipped. I think I called it something like the end of the beginning, and I didn't really know what I I didn't really know how white how right I was there or how. Um, Maybe that's not the right way to say it, but I, I, I certainly knew about some of these changes and um, that were that were coming. But I frankly was was stunned by some of the things that we saw and um, was just blown away by it. Uh, it. But I really it does feel like it really was this really was the end of the beginning. Uh, you know, FileMaker started in sixteen making some pretty big changes in terms of connectivity. Right, we started uh, we got Node.js uh, on the server side, and Node is uh, JavaScript for servers, uh, and it's a major, major part of how integrations are built um, in, all over the world. And we got uh, insert from URL, and we got JSON functions. So that all came in 16. So 16, and, and, then, and then we also got the data API as well. So we, so, so we got a RESTful data API uh, in 16. So 16 was kind of the beginning. It was, like, it was like, yes, there is this world outside of FileMaker, and it's really important. And that was that was the very beginning of it. And then 17 and 18 are sort of the, you know, the, the completion of, of what was started there, which was really just getting those things in place and fleshed out and out of trial and into, you know, full-on production mode. Um, and also uh, we got the cloud version around then too. So there's a, a lot of things that were just sort of started in that, in that realm. And now uh, at 18, we're sort of done with all that beginning stuff and, now it's like full steam ahead into the cloud and into the into the internet, uh, and so that's going to be a lot of change. There's a there's clearly a lot of things that um, that are going to be changing in the in the future as we move to a more you know what they call what Claris calls cloud first uh, type of system with Claris Connect and with and, and with FileMaker and. And, and all the stuff that we saw. And so whenever you see changes of this level, we've been through, I would say, I would say this is really the third big change. I think, again, it started in 16, but I'll, I'll roll it all in. This is the third big change that, that I've seen. The first one being the shift to relational in FileMaker 3 and then the shift to, to FileMaker 7. And this is really the, the, the next big one, which is the shift to, to cloud native, if you will. I've heard that... Um... People, I started in FileMaker nine, but people who start who 
who were there around in FileMaker 7 felt like they had to start all over with their learning of FileMaker. Maybe not some of the functions, but certainly how to structure the data, how to set up the relationship graph. So this seems to be another, not starting over point, but maybe a, uh, I don't know, a refresh of all of us or or something. And, and, and DevCon really pushed that. Yeah, I think it would. I think I would call it. A, um, it's not like the the skills that we had are no longer relevant. You know, which um, uh, maybe in the two to three case, some of that stuff that was a pretty big shift to go relational. Um, and I, so it's not like they're not relevant anymore. It's just that there's there's a new context under which we're going to be building these solutions, right? So how you think about that, how you think about solving problems with the technical tool that we have, which is FileMaker, um, is definitely going to change, right? The, 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 the types of things we build will be different than they were um, in the past. I think, I, I think they'll be better in term, for, for, for our clients and for our customers because we'll be able to rely on more of the awesome stuff that's out there um, being uh, on the internet, things like we talked about SendGrid, and there's you know a thousand and one different services that that you can connect to. There's the whole the whole JavaScript ecosystem, which is just massive, that we're now going to get access to. Uh, so um, things that used to be hard um, will now be easy. So if you had products and services based on things that used to be hard that are now easy, well, those products and services are probably going to have to change. And there's you know, that, that can be disruptive to, to people and businesses. And um, certainly for some folks, that's maybe not necessarily a fun thing to go through, but it, it certainly has to happen. Like with there, 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 this was just stuff that really needed to get done. And, you know, there might be a, might be a little bit of a pain for, for some businesses because of just what they were doing and, and how they were doing it. But to get through to the other side, uh, is a much better place for everybody involved. So we just have to focus on on taking the skills that we have and the expertise that we have and the knowledge we have and expanding that out to the global um, internet API economy and how that and, and what what pieces of that we can we can we can build into our solutions to take advantage of. So disruption is um, it it it. It, it does happen. It happens to many industries. We've seen it over and over again uh, with, with all kinds of internet technologies. Um, and when it happens, it's not something that you can, you can say, you can't like say like, stop, like, let's go back. <laughs> you know, the old way was better. I mean, people, people will say that and even try that, but it, it, it doesn't tend to work. Like if you think about, you know, like landline phones, right. And compared to mobile phones, I mean, um, you know, we don't even have a landline phone anymore. Um, it, the, once these things get rolling, they there's no putting there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. They just continue to move forward, and and that will mean adjustment. You will have to make adjustments. Uh, so yeah, you got to go out and learn some new things, learn some new concepts, some new patterns. Um, but the other side of disruption is opportunity, right? Now there are things that you couldn't do that now are easier. Uh, and whether that's whether you're a developer or a business, you now have the ability to do things that you were you couldn't have done before, and so that's opportunity, right? And so that's the exciting part is there's just massive opportunity that comes on, on the flip side of disruption. It seems like the disruption is in my this is my eighth DevCon. I've seen changes come, and but it seems like this DevCon really had a lot of them and very impactful ones. I mean, it started with Brad Freitag telling us the new name of the yeah. of the company. Yeah. He introduced the new VP of product, yeah. Serini, and then we they they introduced FileMaker Cloud 2.0. They introduced Claris Connect. On Wednesday, Robert and the PM team showed us dramatic changes in how we're going to be developing FileMaker apps going right. forward. Right. And it it there was one particular change that happened when we came out of the the keynote where Brad was reintroducing his company. Every 
surface was plastered with the new name, the new logo, whereas before it was bland and nothing. So yeah. that was quite disruptive to everybody coming out. They just heard Brad talk and suddenly we see it everywhere. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty awesome that they managed to pull that off during during that one session. That they were able to put up all that, all those banners and it just looked so great. Like the the all the banners were just so high quality and the the graphics were great and the logos were great. It just was, I, I was super excited. Um, and I, I'm, I've been around long enough to, to remember when FileMaker was part of Claris. So it, it felt really good to me, um, sort of have that come full circle. I just think it's a great name and, uh, uh yeah. And, and just a great strategy to kind of open up what, what the company is going to be able to do. So it's, 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 it's speeding up for us. So not yeah, only are we yeah, going to be, it's, it's going to be easier, but we're going to have to we're going to have to adapt and move forward a little bit faster than just the yearly releases that we've been used to for the past couple years, right? Yeah, so I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we definitely one. I think that's hard for a lot of us to adjust to. And I, again, I think it's awesome. I'm super excited about it, but but you really can't judge the future pace on on the way that um, on the way that that FileMaker used to roll things out like we're really dealing with just a very different company in in a, in a lot of ways just in terms of the pacing anyway and that kind of drives everything else right we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of changes coming technically to the platform we're gonna see a lot of changes coming to the marketing obviously with a new name and in and in all these new products so the speed at which we're gonna start getting new stuff uh, in which we were already getting new stuff is just gonna it's gonna be much faster than what we've seen before. So that's that's important. That's a good thing to understand about the context, right? If if you're building on top of a platform that's going to change just a little bit every year, um, versus one that's going to change pretty, uh, you know, uh, maybe many times a year, or at least a lot more often and a lot more drastically, you you will change the choices you make in terms of what you invest in building, right? Um, because uh, because there's just new stuff coming. So, I mean, I can think back to a good example of this is back in, um, before we had the tab control, we hadn't had a new, uh, a new UI widget in FileMaker, I think since two, since the portal, basically. Whoa. And so we invested, a lot of companies invested in custom tab systems that we built um, to do these, you know, tab interfaces. And we had a pretty good one. It did nested tabs and all this stuff. It was really great. It took us probably six or eight months to build the thing and get it working. Right. Um, and, and we were able to use it for a number of years before the native tab system came out. Well, those kinds of things just don't make a lot of sense anywhere. Right. Like to spend six or eight months coming up with a workaround to, to something that, uh, to some UI thing in, in FileMaker, um, are you really going to get, you know, if it's going to take you two or three years to get the, to get, you know, a return on investment from that, you know, you gotta, you gotta wonder whether that's the right move, right? I mean, FileMaker is changing so rapidly that, hmm, that, that may not be something that, that you should do. And, and so now we're going to get, you know, with, with, with some of the new ways we're going to be able to develop with JavaScript and other, other ways to add on to FileMaker, um, you know, this stuff is going to get, it's just going to, fly at us at, at speeds that we're just not used to. So that is going to impact how we develop. And we're going to have to think about that in terms of the decision we make and in terms of what to invest in. You, you mentioned that Claris is a, a new company and mm -hmm. it's, we have a new CEO, a new VP of product, And what, what really struck me in Brad's keynote was his reintroduction of Claris and his reintroduction of his employees. We know quite a few of them and we know their their love of FileMaker, but his he he brought up the five values and he said these represent the employees. And their um, the five values are future focused, all in, passionate, advancing creative potential, and agile. Mm -hmm. I think I think those are great from the people that I know at Claris. I feel like these represent those people. Um, I'm just curious which which of these values really speaks to you, and and why why does that spur you on? I, I think um, 
you know, you know, so they all do. I mean, there's, there's different, different times that I might pick different words, but I think advancing the creative potential is really what it's all about. Like, like all of the other ones are sort of how you go about doing this in a, um, in, in a, in a, in a fast and meaningful way in the current context that we have today. Right. So it's going to take, it's going to take you being, um, it's going to, it's going to take you being all in to be able to do this as a company, right? You have to get behind this. Everybody at the company has to get behind this to pull it off. Um, you, you're going to have to be agile. You're going to have to be able to respond to change to be able to do this. But, but to me, advancing the creative potential, um, is, is really what it's all about because what FileMaker is more than anything else is a, is a, it's a platform and a tool and now Claris with its broader, um, product suite is is really a way for people to creatively solve the problems that are challenging their business right um and and that's that's really what it's what it's about today is that you in order to be uh in order to be a uniquely competitive business you're going to have to take unique and creative approaches to solving the problems that all businesses face um and or, or businesses or organizations nonprofits, whatever um, you, you're going to have to be able to, to, to go your own way. Um, and so you're going to need tools that make that possible for you. So that means you need tools that are, that make it, uh, that, that make the very advanced technologies easy, um, easy for people to, easier for people to use. So we saw some great demos at DevCon, some very advanced technology that, that FileMaker folks will be able to use to build awesome new stuff that you just wouldn't be possible, right? We saw a great JavaScript training presentation that yeah, had... We saw a great <laughs> JavaScript presentation. Yeah, so there's just the the um, the ability to, to, to make it possible for people who are not like up to the latest in all the technology that's out there, like uh, machine learning, JavaScript, um, APIs, uh, you know, all that stuff. To give you some, to give you a tool that you can use as a company, um, that will that will take advantage of that and, and advance your business's objectives is really the is really the key, right? I mean, so so to me that that's really what I'm looking for is is a, is a tool that does that and that's and that's what they what they're saying. You know, they talked about a couple of great lines they use. You know, power to the problem solver. And that's exactly right, right? I mean, that is it. How do you? How does how does Claris deliver power to people who are trying to solve problems in the front line of a business? This is what Brad says about his company. This is their mission statement. He says, our work is for the problem solvers, the question askers, the solution seekers, those who imagine, design, and create, those who refuse to accept the status quo. He goes on to say, Claris offers more than a platform for connected customer, custom-built solutions we're a starting point for you to activate your magic. We make it flexible, you make it seamless. We make it simple, you make it successful. We deliver intelligent tools, you bring next level ideas to life. Yeah. I love that. It's really great, it's a great mission statement. That, that, that to me is advancing the creative potential, right? That, that's what that's all about. And you know, it's, it's interesting, I, I think if you, um, uh, it used to be, that I think a lot of people thought the goals of something like FileMaker or, um, or 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 any platform that was trying to move into this space was to just be like not programming, right? Just like all, you know, no code or or whatever approaches to all this. Um, and I, I don't think that's what people think anymore. Like there are always going to be people who are going to move in the direction of of being a little more technical. But it doesn't mean they have to go all the way to getting a computer science degree, right? And FileMaker has this like wonderful sliding scale that you can get on and get involved without having to be that technical and start having an impact on the solutions that get built. And then it's really up to you how far down, how far you want to take those technical skills, all the way out to like writing stuff in JavaScript if you want to. But at every step of the way, you can have a creative impact on the solutions that are getting built. And that that's amazing, really. That's amazing, and and I, I think that um, you know in some ways, um, uh, you know, in terms of like JavaScript becoming a part of what we're doing here, and I think we're seeing people 
so I used to think that, you know, eventually computers would just listen to us and we would, we would tell them what to do and they would, they would, you know, just figure out how to do it and, 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 and then just do it. But I think what's actually happening is that we're evolving towards computers as much as they're evolving towards us. And I think FileMaker is an example of that in some ways, right? It's got this, it kind of has this easy way in where you can, you can get started designing layouts and, and making user interface and it's not too, it's not too hard. It's very much no code. And then you start building some calculations and they're kind of low code-ish and you start adding some logic and then you start building some scripts. And, and then before you know it, you're like building pro code level logic. And then you're like, wow, maybe I need to take this out to an API or something. And, and now it's JavaScript and you're making JavaScript widgets. So you go all the way out, right? So we're evolving towards that, um, towards, towards, towards computers, just like they're evolving towards us. And I think platforms like, like FileMaker, like Claris Connect, these are, these are steps along that path. And uh, so, yeah, so that's why this mission is so important because it, it, it speaks to that to that to, to, to that sweet spot there that that idea of making it possible for the folks who are trying to figure out how to get a business off the ground, and these businesses are important. You know, these are not like, you know, this. In many cases, uh, one of the things I love about what we do is we get to work with businesses that are that are really doing interesting things and important things in their communities. Um, and, and they're changing the lives, maybe, maybe just of the owners of the business, maybe they're able to, to get a successful business and that changes what, what they're able to do with their lives, but also their employees' lives and maybe their community's lives. And, and that's, that's, that's great stuff. And, and, um, that's why, that's why I do really why I do what, what we do here is because I want to, I want to help companies and organizations have impact, uh, both for themselves for their employees and for their community. Um, and that's why this is such a cool mission statement because it's right in that it's, it's perfectly aligned with that. This is, this mission statement is not in any way, I don't think leaving people behind that want to just build a small app for their Dungeons and Dragons game or for their book collection, because it, it says we're a starting point to activate your magic. So your magic could be, any level of connectedness, any level of complexity, right? It's FileMaker is built for, is it allows people to do their magic at any level. Yes, um, it absolutely does. But I think I think it, you you should also um, you should you should also recognize that that um, there are there are economic contexts and business contexts that used to make sense that that maybe don't make as much sense anymore. And I think that's where we get some of the disruption, you know, some of the stuff that might be a little tough for, for some companies and some folks to, to, to handle. Um, and, but I think, you know, so like, yeah, you, you can build anything you want. You can build anything you want with FileMaker in terms of, you know, you know like people used to talk about grandma's recipe database or whatever. You can certainly still do that. Um, and uh, so that stuff's still there. The, the question about, you know, where does it make economic sense for, for a business to get involved with FileMaker? It might be a little further up the scale than it used to be, right? We used to look at FileMaker as being sort of the inexpensive um, way to solve some problems. And, and I, I, that may not be the, be the case anymore. But I don't think it's actually that FileMaker has changed, really. It's that, it's that hey, if you just need to invoice your customers, if that's, your, if that's the problem you have, um, and you don't really have another problem, right? If that's, that's your thing. 25 years ago, there wasn't a good way to do it. Or even 15 years ago, there might not have been a good way to do it. Now there are dozens of ways to do that. And, and they might be easier than, uh, um, easier and, and be less expensive than, than FileMaker. But so, yeah, so the context has changed. So maybe some of those business cases that used to make sense don't make sense anymore. And I think this is pretty common whenever you look at anything, anytime you look at an industry that's where parts of it are getting commoditized, what happens is the low end tends to get, um, it turns into a commodity, right? It's like email sending is now just a commodity that you purchase and, uh, online. Um, and so what happens is in order to continue to have a business that let's say is, it, let's say you had a business of doing, you know, email marketing with FileMaker, that was your thing 20 years ago. Um, that probably that thing is going to have to be very different today than it was than, than, than it was 20 years ago, because uh, because the context around it has changed. So you're going to have to move up. You're going to have to go hmm. up uh, up. You know, more custom, more vertical 
to be able to create value uh, in that space because constant contact is pretty darn good and it's pretty cheap, right? You're not going to compete with them. So you're going to have to do something else. And, but, but ultimately that something else is more valuable for your customers. And so if you think about it from that perspective, it's again, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to find and create more, to create things that have more value than what, than what, it, than what we used to have. Does that make sense? That, yeah, that completely makes sense. Uh, so uh, what did you, what was your most enjoyable part of DevCon other than the JavaScript training session? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, there was a lot, I, I can't really pick one thing. Um, I, I, I was, I was moved. So there were a lot of technical things that were very impressive. Um, I, I was moved, I think, uh, emotionally by some things that were, that, that were a little surprising. Um, you know, I think when, when you've been doing this as long as, as, as we have, and I have for 20 plus years now, and, and to see something just so radically shift, um, and yet to, to, to get a sense that the company, in this case, Claris now, um, really is, is, is really aligned with, with our purpose. And to hear it articulated, I think your mission statement, the mission statement that Brad read, um, uh, it's just so clearly aligned with, with our goals uh, and, and his, his engagement with that. And, and his, um, I really felt it was very authentic his engagement with that uh, was 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 really moving to me, and I and I thought that you know the ending ceremony, the ending session, which I know uh, some people felt it went a little long, but I thought it was I thought it was really great. I really enjoyed it, and, and I felt again sort of um, uh, not sort of I, I was emotionally moved by um, by just sort of what that that was that was really all about was that change has, has come. Changes come to our to our little neck of the of the software world, and um, and that might be a little uncomfortable, but we have an awesome we have an awesome tool set in in the workplace innovation platform. We have a company now that is, I think, emotionally and and uh, culturally and financially and fiscally aligned with our goals. Um, and, and, and we have this huge opportunity out there, bigger than we've ever had before. And to just kind of feel that uh, in a way that I, I really haven't felt it before was, was I think, the, um, yeah, I think that was maybe the most impactful. I mean, I could, I could speak for hours about the individual things that we saw, the JavaScript stuff, you know, our, our talk on custom application networks, um, which, which is maybe an, a, a topic for another the robot that was controlled by FileMaker. Yeah, robot. I mean, there was just so many amazing things. The machine learning. I mean, it was just so, it's just so much stuff. But I think, I think for me, it was, it was really this feeling of a new beginning, uh, just this tremendous opportunity. Challenges, yes, but just this tremendous opportunity, and and to know that well, not only do we have this, to the, we not only have this, this company that just seems so fired up and all in on, on these goals but we also have a community of people and in some cases i mean i mean i've known people for 20 years at defcon um and and have this just this this whole community of people around us that are that um really are just important to getting this whole thing to go forward and 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 uh not only important but they're also going to help us do it right i mean it's not it's, we don't have this little, we're not just a small little tiny uh, niche product somewhere. I mean, we have a global community of people that are all bringing their own, their own creative take to this thing. And that's just awesome. Just awesome. In the uh, opening session, you could see when Brad was talking about it, you could feel just his nervousness about yeah. it. Not, not speaking wise, he's a great speaker, but as he's trying to rebrand and give us a new name and, and, and communicate the values, you could see the, the nervousness. And that just, that actually spoke to me a lot because yeah, he cares. really cares about his company moving forward and being the solution for us, right? Being the, giving us the power, the problem solvers, that's right. right? Yeah. Power to the problem solvers. I mean, I mean, that, that is, frankly, that's what, 
that's what I've been asking for um, from FileMaker for since I've got the opportunity to start speaking directly to the to the to the folks there, um, which has been 15, 20 years now. Um, and I, it, it, it wasn't that I that they didn't listen and that they weren't polite and they weren't they didn't care. But I, I think they had a they had a mission that just was not as well aligned as it is now. And so, um, you know, power of the problem solver is really all I've been asking for. And, uh, and, you know, uh, what are the, well, that, that, that awesome video is, uh, mm -hmm. what do they say that starts out with our work is for you. Yep. And have all those faces of all those developers in there. That was awesome. That was great. Our work is for you. And the, the cool thing is, I, I mentioned this before, but we know a lot of people at Claris and we see them being passionate about the platform that we use to solve clients' problems. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they they've always have been, and I it's been one of the great great pleasures of my career is to work with a number of folks there over a long period of time. And but they just have this energy now. I think that's the difference. Is you know, many of them shared our passion um, for what for what we were doing. Really, most of them did. But but they now have. They, it's like the reins have been taken off, and they just now have this just incredible energy and purpose. Uh, is is just really great to see, and I'm, you know, I mean, you know, there's ch there's challenges. This is not, it's not like the rest of the ecosystem is just going to roll over and say, oh, FileMaker's changed their name, so we're going to stop innovating. All right, there's going to be challenges, and they, they have a lot of work to do. And and um, but you know, we have this awesome community that's going to be able to help them carry this message out and to implement uh, and to bring these the to 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 bring these changes to all of our clients all over the world. I mean, it's really cool, frankly. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm excited. DevCon always inspires me to keep going and to, to push forward and learn more and, you know, be a part of the community. So I'm really, I was tired after DevCon, but I'm really, <laughs> always, always a little tiring for sure. Really inspired. So, well, Todd, this uh, was a, a great discussion of the context. We we were able to clarify what does context mean, and and I think moving forward as we as we talk in different episodes, we'll always come back to this idea of context. So, uh, what is the right context? You know, when does this when does a certain philosophy, belief, or skill, technical work, and when does it when does it not work? So I'm excited to move forward with this and see um, who we talk to and, and what we talk about. Sounds great, Jeremy. Thanks very much for, uh, for, for hosting this, and I look forward to doing this again. All right. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Context Podcast, sponsored by Geist Interactive with Jeremy Brown and special guest Todd Geist. The Context Podcast is all about FileMaker and the technology that we use within the context of FileMaker. Let us know what you think. Give us a rating and a review. Send us feedback and let us know what topics you would like us to talk about and what guests you would like to hear from. See you next week.